Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline, episode 463 from June 8th, 1997, a Tuesday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. Adam has a strange intro mocking Drew for responding to his pager off-air as the show begins. Adam mocks Drew's reaction and tries to guess who it was who called him, of course assuming it was his wife. Adam says Drew deserves a pay cut. Adam segues into an update on his grandfather Lotzi, who at the time was in the hospital. And Adam shares his theory on how anti-smoking campaigns cost the federal government several million dollars in his grandfather's medical bills alone. Drew doesn't disagree with this theory, and it's something that still comes up to this day. Another no guest, all calls, love between the two hosts episode. Now there is an episode from July 5th with Bobcat Goldthwaite. It's an incomplete partial recording. At some point we will put that back in the feed and we'll pair it up with another partial recording. But as for now, maybe we'll skip over it. It's just too short to air. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Audience, Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Kroll. Hey, 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 it is the Loveline. I'm Adam Kroll. That's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'd like to thank... And uh, I should say welcome the good doctor, Dr. Drew, a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Drew, what's going on? Huh? Oh, hey, you weren't at the mic. I'm back. What's up with that, Drew? Imagine that. Drew's pager went off uh, as uh, the show started. Drew went and looked down at the pager, made a fist, and pounded on the console. So I'm guessing it was your wife. No. Who was it? I I just think it's always something, that's all. It's been one of those weeks. Like how many times have I had to get up and do that in the last couple of nights? Like every night. Yes. Yeah. You really need a pay cut. You really do. Uh, although I have supreme uh, respect for you, your colleagues, and what uh, you and uh, a, a huge handful of Asian women do over at the hospital. Because I went to visit my grandpa oh, today. Uh-huh. He's at the hospital. He's uh, 94 years old. And the thing about folks when they're 94, well, first thing... First thing is this. They need a lot of maintenance. Well, <laughs> you know, the government's trying to talk everyone uh, out of smoking. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather had a heart attack when he was, uh, I think, 72. Uh, doctor told him to quit smoking. Yeah. He quit smoking. He's 94, and I'm sure he has cost the government several billion dollars <laughs> in that uh, 22-year span. Right. If the government had left him alone and told him, hey, smoke more, smoke up, he would have kicked off at 73 and a half, yeah. and uh, we could have closed the file on him. Interesting, interesting. I, I've, I've kind of thought that way myself. He has paid a penny in taxes uh, in the last 30 years, and has probably cost uh, the government uh, several million dollars. Oh, yeah. Quite easily. I mean, the guy's 94. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a few things I wanted to say. First off, when you uh, see those TV shows or Willard Scott goes around, he's talking, hey, it's a guy, it's his 101st 100. oh, yeah. birthday. No, no. The guy's 101, and they show him, and he's like uh, the, uh, the bagging champ at the local market. Right. I want you to take your hat off and applaud when you see that guy. Yeah. Because I'm looking at my grandpa who's 94, who's in good shape for 90. I mean, you know, the guy's 94. He's still alive. That ain't bad. 
But uh, this sort of, uh, you know, George Burns tap dancing at 100. No. And these uh, these guys uh, playing in a Dixieland jazz band at 102. Very rare. <laughs> Very rare. Let me tell Go you something. Go see what a 90-year-old yeah, looks like. That's right. I mean, uh, the now, idea... 90 is about... Just being 90, this, the, the effects of aging make you about as sick as you can be. It's a wretched state. It's painful. You're depressed. You can't move. You can't d- handle your own bowel or bladder function on your own. Oh, it's, it's, my a, it's gran- wretched. My grandfather, just uh, you know, wiping himself, uh, Willard Scott should come by and bestow some sort of placard uh, right. on him. People don't understand that. I mean, I, I, have, I have patients in their 80s who are doing remarkably well, and something happens and they die, and people are like, what? They die? They're 89? What? You don't want to be 90. Let me tell you something. It is the extreme exception for a 90-year-old to be... Uh, have any quality of life. He, it is usually bed He mustered only. Uh, all the strength he could muster today. He uh, leaned up and whispered in my ear, don't, don't live to 94. Yeah, they all say that, too. Yeah, of course. Uh, listen, your your body starts dying. Uh, or it, About uh, 21. Yeah, it's really, really it's really sad, but you start heading down. I yeah. mean, it, it begins the dying process. Right. I mean, you got to look at it this way as your body. Drew, what do you got there? That's, I'm just uh, trying to remind myself. No, 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 no. Oh, please. Not for you, just because you get so damn distracted every time I... Uh, I'm right in the middle of a conversation. I'm listening to you. Hey, listen, everybody. If you're right in the middle of a conversation, forget about a conversation where there's uh, you know hundreds of thousands of people listening to you. Just in the middle of a conversation, say at lunch with a friend, and uh, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a piece of paperwork and starts perusing it in the middle of the conversation. Wouldn't you consider that rude? Not to mention we're on the radio. We're doing I a show here. I just unfolded it to remind myself to give it to Ann, that's all. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to make a little note uh, right. somewhere, too. i got to uh, remind you to bring up a guy's name. Okay. All right. You know that? Okay. Now, the body starts... You're either on the way up or you're on the way down. That's right. Uh... I don't think there's any level ground. No. You, you go down slowly. Yeah, in the 20s, mid-20s. The 21 to 25, you kind of mm, can't tell. I'd say by 30, there's some wrinkles coming oh, in. Yeah. There's some gray hairs coming in. Uh, things are slowing down. Uh, you're a little sore. You'll start noticing. Here's how you notice you're getting older. You go out and you go snowboarding or you play racquetball or you go, uh, you know, you go uh, boogie boarding or something. And the next day, you know what you did the day before. You go, hey, what's this? A little stiffness in the back. But I was looking at my grandfather, and I realized his... He's dying. Yeah. I mean, his body is dying. His, yeah. his, his cells are yeah, dying. That's right. And, uh, and then I looked at the food they were giving him, and I said, well, now he's really dying. <laughs> this is horrible stuff. And the poor guy had to feed him, yeah. you know. And I'm spooning him food, and he doesn't want to eat. Uh, old people don't want to eat, and, and what they really don't want to do is say they want to eat. They yeah. love saying, I don't want to eat, but I, each time I put a spoon in front of his mouth, he opens it up, and they yeah. shovel it in well, there. He knows they have to. But here's a confusing thing I realize. I got pudding, I got applesauce, I got some minced up turkey, and I got some, uh, like, um, I don't know, cabbage that's been through, uh, through a Cuisinart. And it, you really can't make it out. It looks like space food. Right, right. But it's, I realize scoops of food, the right? reason he is so miserable and saying it's all so horrible is because I dip into the tapioca pudding, I give him a taste. Then I dip right into the turkey stroganoff, and I give him a shot. Then I dip into the vegetable. He doesn't know what's coming next. Right. And I thought to myself, it's like when you take a swig out of something in the fridge, and you think it's OJ, but it's milk, and you spit it out. Right. Of course it tastes bad. You don't yeah. know what's coming That's next. Interesting. Keeping Grandpa guessing. Yeah, old folks have no taste or smell anyway. So All right, well, he's hey, fine. Hey, but listen, I, you know, I sometimes, I, I do a lot of geriatric care, and sometimes I really think to myself that when I'm resolving medical problems, or, or at least uh, 
restoring somebody to a state of chronic illness. All I'm doing is, uh, I'm not curing it, but I'm just helping them slowly die. You just slow down the dying process is all we've really done. Dying right. takes about mm, 20, 30 years now. Right. And uh, real slow, real grim, painful for some The people. Grim Reaper's out in the hall, and you tell him to uh, smoke another butt and uh, read another issue of the uh, Gazette. You'll be with him. Uh, don't worry, he's coming around. You I'm know the strange thing in our culture just, about dying? We really it. do. Dying is not supposed to happen to anybody, ever. So, yeah, you're, you're, some of your family is going to, when he dies at 96, they're going to go, oh, what? He died. No, no, my family. Yes, oh, yes. Yes, yes, you watch. <laughs> I could die. My family wouldn't do that. Listen. Uh, That's different. When I, was, <laughs> when I was thinking there could be nobody closer to death uh, than my own grandfather, they wheeled in his partner. His roommate. His roommate. Mm. Now, this guy looks like uh, he came right off uh, the uh, special effects stage uh, <laughs> somewhere in Hollywood. Like they're making a movie, like uh, the uh, like an animatronics, uh, animatronics uh, Auschwitz musical review or something. And there he was. I mean, skin and bones. And, and he had he he was calling my grandpa's son. Oh wow! And uh, and he didn't even know where he was. And, and hey, there are, we have millions of those out there. But I tell you, my hats off to the people that take care of these people. Vietnamese women, mostly, of what I could get. Oh, Drew, you don't do anything but sign a couple of documents and delve out some drugs. The real women uh, are on the front lines. Right. These are, I don't know what their eth uh, ethnicity is. Vietnamese, uh, some kind of Asian women. They're in there and they yell at them. Mr. Gorog, and then they start feeding and they and they, they just, they manhandle them, oh, you yeah, know, and they yeah. get and they don't have time to waste, but... Um, they, they drew the curtain around our bed because they were transferring this one guy from uh, the gurney onto his bed. And there's usually some nudity mm -hmm. involved because there's no way uh, the guy in the gown is going to make it. It's not like the movies. Right. Uh, usually right. the reality is is the penis is uh, wrapped around some, uh, you know, some uh, monitoring unit and caught and flips the guy over. And then you're looking at his ass. It's a whole big mess. But they put the curtain around my thing. They put him into his bed. They were hooking him up to all kinds of stuff. Someone comes in. Uh, there's a phone call for you, Adam. I said, oh, okay. I stand up, throw the curtain out of the way, uh -oh. staring right at the man's penis. It's, it's just perfect timing how that works. Somebody decided uh, they needed to call me right as this 93-year-old uh, penis was uh, staring me right in the face. You think face. he cared? No, he no. didn't care. I could have made a porn movie when they cared. <laughs> he, he didn't care, but I cared. <laughs> All right, so Grandpa's it's like in the when hospital. You saw my kids' genitalia when they were two. Ah, that bothered you too. All right, uh, he's he's making a comeback, and I'm uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's <laughs> got a he's got a good twenty years in it. All right, uh, where are we going, Drew? Let's go, Angela. Yes. You're twenty-two. Yes. Enjoy your life and your health. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Okay, I'll try. Don't look at uh, don't look at not having thing anything wrong with you as breaking even. You know what I mean? It's a great gift. Be elated yeah. that there's nothing wrong with you. People don't. I'm, I'm so happy to hear oh, you say that because I can't. Be I elated. Can't say be stuff elated. Like that. My grandfather would be elated if he could take his right hand and just scratch himself. Here's what people don't. I, I, again, I treat people all the time who get illnesses, and they come and go. How could this happen to me? What did I do? Th there is stuff waiting to get you out there. It's the amazing thing is not that we get sick, is that we stay healthy. It's amazing. Be elated. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Drew, I think you're great. Thanks, Angela. Um, my question is that I've been dating my boyfriend for about two years, and sometimes, a lot of the time, I don't want to be alone because I know that he'll try to to get intimate with me, which, I mean, that's, 
That's normal. My question is, it's normal why don't I want to do that? How often is that happening? Um, well, we don't see each other that often as it is because our schedules are so different, but two times a week we'll get to see each other, and it happens any time that we're yeah. alone. How, how does that make you feel when he approaches you that way? Um, uncomfortable. Are you having sex? Yeah, yes, we are. Oh, you are? Yeah. How, how does he approach you? From behind? No, what does he do to, to let you know that he wants to initiate something? He'll kiss me. I mean, I don't have a problem with kissing, but then his hands room, which, I mean, that's normal. We're Wait, stop, stop, wait, Angela, stop making excuses for them and focus on how you feel, how this action makes you feel, how he's making you feel, or how you feel I when he behaves. I don't think that it's really him. It's of course, it's ultimately you, but how do you feel when he starts groping you? I just feel uncomfortable, like that's what he, that's all he wants from me, and right. I know that's not true. No, I understand that, but forget the uh, rationalizations. <laughs> he comes after you, he, whenever it is... I feel uncomfortable, and that's all he wants from so me. So he makes you feel rather demeaned and objectified, yeah. right? Yes. That, like, like he doesn't care about you, all he cares is about being he's at kidding. you physically. Exactly. Th this is a pretty common complaint, you know, this, uh, we've heard this before on the show, I don't know if you remember, Adam, but I... Well, look at uh, look at it this way, ladies. It's not like the breasts and the vaginas uh, are going to scurry off somewhere. As long as they're attached to you, uh, they're there. What? It's well, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Hold on a second, uh, Angela. Here's what I want to say to you, Drew. Yeah. Women are attracted to men for uh, for reasons. They may not be physical or sexual reasons. Sometimes they are, but they're right. reasons. Right. There's no uh, there's no denying that a woman is attracted to a man uh, with some power, mm. with some statue. Uh, statue? Uh, with some stature. <laughs> I I'm tired this morning. This morning. I, I, I don't know. You're losing I, it. I'm, you know, You're I was, right? I was, sh I was shaken by the hospital food. Mm. They like uh, they like a man uh, who drives a car, who has a job, who... Right, right, right. Uh, who, they're they're know, things that are attractive. These are things that are attractive. Right. Uh, men uh, sometimes are attracted by a tight set of buns or some pointy breasts. Again, these are things that are attractive. They're, uh, they have to do with the person, and they're not going anywhere. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's part of the person what you're saying. But but the fact is that men need to be sensitive to the fact that for a woman it, you you can't go from you can't hit the ground running, and so to sexualize what would otherwise be a, a close, warm, intimate interaction stops the whole process. Right, but I want to know what's up with uh, oh, Angela. Okay. What happened to you? What happened to Anything? me? Anything? Pardon? Why are you kind of freaked out? I mean, you know, you're 22 years old. You you got a boyfriend. You, you're having sex. Why are you freaked out? Uh, well, that's why I'm calling. Well, it, it's not. It's that you're sensitive, right? It's that you're easily affected by being objectified, and, and you feel demeaned when you are sexualized. Yeah. Which means that this whole interaction is something like that happened to you somewhere. Somebody let you down. Somebody sexualized you in a way that made you feel very uh, bad about yourself. Yes. What, what happened? happened? Um. Well, I, I never was actually sexually abused. It never actually happened, but I've been put in that situation. For a long time. Well, my grandfather tried, and I told someone, yeah. and it went away. And my father tried, and I told someone, How and it went you? away. And my stepfather tried. I'm, I'm going to make a guess. Yeah. It's just bizarre that, get like that dad cries. Uh, dad, oh, dad thought he'd get lucky with his daughter, but uh, she shooed him away, so they agreed to be friends. But if, if dad was drinking at the time. All right. I'm sorry? All right, so wait, hold on. Angela, 
Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I hate to do it. I hate every time we get a call where it sounds like, oh, oh, why can't she just be uncomfortable around her boyfriend? I hate to go, oh, what'd your dad do to you? What'd your grandpa do to you? But no, I knew... I understand. I understand. And I knew and I some... I kind of knew this would probably be right. what you would say, well, but I don't know how to fix it. I don't right. know... Right. Okay. How old were you when this all started? I was seven when it started. Oh, mm, that's tough. And, and, I mean, you were... you. You were not a victim because you were able to stand up for yourself. You right. obviously have some real self. How did you stand up? I mean, how did you get these guys away from you at seven years old? I told my mother. You know, a, a healthy, a, a seven-year-old from a healthy family will often uh, know that something's wrong. But she's and, not from a healthy family. Uh, uh, Unless her grandpa and dad try to uh, team her. Come on. Well, but, I mean, that's, that's the point, that usually those aren't healthy families, but obviously it's healthier than usual in this circumstance. All right, so now you're a little too healthy with your boyfriend. That's all. But now, now you're very sensitive to these issues. Do you talk to your boyfriend about it? Um, yeah, we've talked about the fact that he knows that I feel uncomfortable. Does and he, he know does, why? I'm sorry. Does he know why? Does he? Know, um, I don't think he knows the real reason. Well, why don't you? Why don't you get at that? And if he's really a good guy, and if he really cares about you. Maybe he can, uh, it, it still is going to be a very awkward, difficult thing to work through with all a right, partner, but right. at least he'll know what's up with you, will be more sensitive, maybe we'll back off a little bit, mm -hmm. not be so aggressive, mm -hmm. and it won't be such a independent sexual act that you, you perceive coming on to you. All right, uh, tips uh, for, for, for young, young couples. You will spend uh, three lifetimes arguing, what the hell was that? I don't know. You will spend three lifetimes arguing over crap that has nothing to do with what you should be arguing over. Oh, well, yeah. not young couples, all couples. All, all couples. I'm saying the young people can learn and yeah. only spend uh, two lifetimes wow. arguing over. Because here's what happens. This guy comes over. He's 22, 23 years old. He's got himself a hot little 22-year-old minx. He comes over there. He's feeling a little frisky. He only sees her a couple times a week. He starts a little smooching. The hand starts roving. Uh-oh, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, well, what, what's going on, baby? Uh, I, I don't like the way you objectify me. Yeah. I, I, you're, I love you. You're my woman. I, I'm, I'm feeling horny. Uh, I'm 23. Uh, that's why I got a girlfriend, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I, I, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> well, what's going on? What are you thinking? I, I'm not your play toy. Right. Uh, now you're arguing. Oh, now you're having this big fat argument right. over this. Right. Here's the bottom line. Uh, your dad tried to feel you up. Your grandpa tried to feel you up. Then your stepdad tried to feel you up. You don't bring this into the conversation, and you're arguing about nothing. About nothing, yeah. and it, you can go around like a dog chasing his tail uh, until you get dizzy, vomit, and uh, pass out in a pool of your own vomit. You're never going to get to it. This guy's he, he's walking home shaking his head. I can, what the hell's going on with her? What's that nutty bitch up to now? I can't believe it. Well, it's, it's again. It's Why more, is she going nuts? It's, I'm just. All I'm trying to feel her up. But it's making his it's his problem. She makes it his problem. Why are guys this way? Right. Because he represents. Guys are this way because your dad was that way. Right. But he your dad doesn't represent all guys. Right. Yes. Uh, Corey, fifteen. Hey guys. Uh, young ladies, yeah. your new representative is a male role model, Doctor Drew. <laughs> Not your dad. Okay, Corey. Hi. I just want to tell Doctor Drew, you are like. Brilliant. Uh-oh, what happened? Okay, see, like, like a couple months ago, I don't know how long it was, but I called in. I had, like, a self-mutilation problem. Uh-huh. And um, thanks to you, I got some help. Good. And I haven't cut myself in three months. Hey, congratulations. I have no idea where I'd be without you guys, and I just love you guys so much. Well, thank you. 
Like that in the uh, enormous amount of money we make makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, me and my friends just like worship you. You guys are just so great. Well, now I'm getting into the fray. Yeah. I like this. Oh yeah, and Adam. Yeah. You're pretty hot yourself. Really? All right. Yeah, you should marry me, but okay. <laughs> like in three years. All right, yeah, I need, uh, here's, I, I, I don't have very stringent policies about marriage, but one of them is uh, no cutting on yourself for at least three years before the marriage. Well, I did it when I was like 15, when I just turned 15, and I did it for like four months. All right, but the point is, is you listen to the show regularly. Yes, You I heard the voice of reason, which is Dr. Drew. Absolutely. Plus the uh, cutting wit and social commentary delved out by yours truly. And it stopped you from cutting yourself. Yes. All right. Now, I'm happy now. But yeah, I know. That's what we're here I'm for. I'm telling you, I, I, I need positive feedback because sometimes I get very discouraged. That one night we had that lady call who was uh, <laughs> fragmented. She's been listening to the show for 14 years. Uh, boy, you should have seen Drew perk up in his seat. It, it was like one of those uh, scenes from a sitcom where they were going to give the, uh, let's say they're giving like uh, the award out. Uh, Chef of the Year. And it's between you and uh, three other guys, but somebody tipped you off that you'd be winning it in advance. <laughs> so when they call the other guy's name, you stand up and take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Drew was right at the edge of his seat. Uh, the girl called in said, uh, Drew, I've been listening to you for 14 years, ever since uh, she was 13. Yeah. Uh, Drew has been on the air here in Los Angeles for, for that many years, working free for the first eight years like an idiot, I might add. Now he gets paid way more uh, than he should, so it's balancing out, Drew. The point is, is Drew is really excited to hear about, here's somebody, this is like some sort of uh, long-term experiment. Right. Here is a soul that has been touched uh, by uh, the graceful hand of Drew for basically uh, her all her teenage years and her adult, her young adult years. Uh, she was like a methadone freak who uh, was uh, cutting on herself, and uh, <laughs> she was absolutely insane. Uh, Drew uh, crumbled like uh, like a, a gingerbread house uh, rolled over uh, by a monster truck. Thank God Corey called now. I feel much better. Thank you, Corey. Okay, now sell the hell out of the next call. Uh, I don't know how to describe this call, but basically Tara was uh, touched magically in a special place by her boyfriend, and all her medical problems disappeared. We will find out where that place is after this. Be right back. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. Third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, it's Emily from the Sex with Emily podcast. My podcast is all about helping you get the relationship and sex life you deserve. For over 10 years, I've helped millions of people get what they want in and out of the bedroom. On my show, you'll learn sex tips, relationship tips, and I guarantee you will be more confident, get more, and give more pleasure and have better sex just by listening to my show. 
That's Sex with Emily on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. a full uh what are our breaks 10 minutes <laughs> four get out of town who is that band what is that that's a that's a grandpa la funk who is that i like who them, is man. that that's a they can't tell snoop well, live uh, no k-rock was playing it before it's my funky it's cool lion thing. rock lion rock lisa loves this yeah i like, I like it too is Lion Rock the name of the band? Or is that the name of the song? Name of the band. They, they've, they've fallen back into their coma, Adam. Don't try to penetrate that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310. What is, uh, Drew, what is the email address? And here's the deal with the email, as I've uh, stated before. Uh, the lovely Sherry, uh, no, no, Lisa, deals with the email and uh, does a good job as far as I know. Uh, come on the e- a email. I, I'm, I don't mean that. I don't mean to slight you, uh, Sher- uh, Lisa. I'm just saying I, I really have no idea. I look at the email a couple of times a week. I rarely have time to uh, reply because of uh, my uh, education. <laughs> but I certainly look at it as much of it as I can, and I will uh, read it. And I am, I am touched, uh, grateful, and, and thankful. At about 95% of it. Uh, people are very complimentary, and uh, we love your uh, words of encouragement. And if I find something uh, I, uh, I like, I'll pull it off the air and uh, pull it off the uh, email and read it on the air. Now, here's the deal. So I don't get a chance to reply to uh, any of them at all, uh, but I do see most of them. So uh, I thank you. Drew, want to give the address? L-U-V-191 at AOL.com. All right, and uh, here we go. Tara? Yeah. Hey. Hi. Hey, it's Wani. Yeah. Um, my question is, um, a couple months ago, my um, fiancé started um, sticking his finger up my um, back end while we're having sex, and I have irritable bowel syndrome. Actually, stress with underlying irritable bowel syndrome uh, for about seven years, and it seems around the same time that my stomach aches, I get them almost every single day, they stopped almost mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there's anything to do with it, you know, anything else. He's got the Midas touch, this boy. <laughs> Apparently. What did he do? Everything he touches turns to crap. <laughs> what did he do exactly? Brown finger. <laughs> uh, what is irritable bowel syndrome? Irritable bowel, some people get headaches, some people get backaches, some people get abdominal pain. And basically what it is is a spasm of the muscles in the wall in the colon. It causes it to spasm and causes pain. It causes intermittent diarrhea and constipation. Oh. It's, it's associated with stress, primarily. And some people get that and some people don't. Uh, it can be very uncomfortable. But ever since uh, his uh, shiatsu massage on the sphincter, it has, uh, it has gone, it's gone south. Am I right? Yes. I just wonder if maybe the, the relationship has progressed more and she's feeling less anxious. Maybe she feels more gratified. You know, you're in a pretty comfortable state in the relationship when the guy is massaging the sphincter on a regular basis. Well, the only reason why he does that is because I don't let him, you know, stick the other thing in there. Um, That's the only reason why he does that. Right. Yeah, he'll take what he can get. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm not following. Well, she's a... Uh, uh, Ann, uh, did you hear that? <laughs> I never know. What's what his fixation with your butt? I don't know. He just likes to do that. 
Jeez, well, I, I don't like him to do it, but I... Then uh, tell him not to. Well, he likes to get his own way, which I don't mind, but he, he just does that. Get something up his butt, then. <laughs> All right, uh, settle down, Ann. What are you, uh, are you heading up some sort of uh, organization for women No, but she's saying butts? she doesn't like it, but she lets him. Yeah, well, all right. No way. Okay, see, I I don't like him sticking his penis up there, but I don't mind his fingers. I mean, I'd rather take his fingers than his... See, with, with me, you'd never know the difference. <laughs> uh, guess which one has the nail. That's the game I always play. Yeah, I keep... <laughs> 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 hey, uh, uh, all right, so, see, you understand now, Drew? It's a lesser of two evils. Yeah, um, yeah, just that, that whole notion of... Is the finger allowing that before? Is the finger going inside of the the cavity there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Are you having anal sex too? Oh, we used to. I won't let him anymore. Right. And are you having? Are you having normal intercourse also? Yes. While we're while we are having normal intercourse, he, he does this. I see. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, what can I well, say? Does it have anything to? I, I mean, can't imagine how, but uh, I don't see how. Oh, maybe no. it's a uh, stress relief, and yeah. uh, that relieves the nerves and the stomach acid and the, and the yeah, irritable. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, I, I don't know of any uh, acupuncture sites back there, but I mean, the, sounds like the, the, was it like an enema thing or something. No, I think it's more that uh, maybe this relationship is uh, is stable, and you're feeling less anxious in your life in general, and maybe things have settled down. But he shouldn't put his finger up her butt and then in her vagina, right? That is true. Thank you. That's yeah. true. I, and I always get so stymied by these calls. I don't know what the heck. I, you know, it's hard for me to talk about this stuff. Huh? Yeah, he's got to be careful what he does with the finger. Well, I, um, yeah, he only does it for a couple minutes, then he's done. And right. But well, here's what I'll do, because I know it gets uh, uncomfortable sometimes to excuse yourself to the washroom and, you know, get the Baraxo out and go to town or the lava soap or whatever you choose. What I'll do if I uh, incorporate that into my lovemaking is I'll just take a uh, hefty bag and slide it over the entire arm and go ahead and tie it off with duct tape around the shoulder. That way I can continue with the lovemaking without any uh, risk of contamination, uh, be, it, uh, be it any other orifice or perhaps a comforter or bedding. Do you see what I'm saying, Drew? I see what you're saying. And then later on, after the lovemaking, after the cuddling, I will slide into the shower, remove... Uh, the uh, trash bag uh, from my you, you right take, arm. Take the arm into the bathroom. Take the arm into the bathroom yeah. with the trash bag and then uh, shower off uh, uh, that way. It okay. makes it more comfortable. Yeah. Adam, sure. hmm. you cuddle? Oh, yes. You don't look like the cuddling type. <laughs> I cuddle as long as it, uh, there's no blockage of the set. I'll do as much cuddling as I need to as long as I have one arm free for the remote and there's nothing blocking the television. Uh -huh. That okay. is my way of unwinding. After lovemaking, but you got to realize uh, when when lovemaking is only five ten minutes, uh, there, you don't need a whole lot of unwinding. I mean, unwinding is o only you know you take a percentage of the lovemaking. You know, you know, the, if you make love for two hours, you unwind for twenty minutes. So right. if you make love for ten minutes, you unwind for fifteen seconds. Right. <laughs> You're fine. All right, Drew. Shannon, twenty two. Hi, I love you guys. You guys are great. Listen to you all the time. You know, Shannon. Yeah. Not only am I known for my cuddling, <laughs> but I will toss in the occasional snuggle. Oh. Yes. Sounds good. Yes. Um, my question is, um, my right breast is twice the size of my left breast. That would be the snuggling one. <laughs> that would be the good one, yes. Um, and it's been this way as long as I can remember. It, actually, um, the entire left side of my body is a little bit smaller. Well, on the right a, side, just the breast a, is a lot smaller than the right. 
Huh. Now, what cup are you sporting on the left? <laughs> on the left, I'm, I'm an A. On the right, I'm a B. No. Well, Just uh, one cup there. A very yeah. common condition to have different size, different shape, different directionality. Uh, all that is something that plastic surgeons deal with all the time. Uh, understand that it's not rare. It's very common. And if you want to do something about it, I'm sure there are plenty of plastic surgeons out there that could help you. But for the most part, it's just you. And just kind of, I'm sure your boyfriend will be very happy with whatever it is you've got there. Uh, through my extensive study of pornography, I can tell you that this is uh, rampant in our society. Oh, even in pornography, they allow the asymmetry to come through. Yeah, although so many women have had breast augmentation these days that uh. it's getting hard to pick out the ones uh, that are lopsided. Right. But uh Certainly, uh, in, in my uh, many years of viewing the softcore pornography, such as Playboy and the video specials and the Wet and Wild and uh, Thunder and Paradise and uh, you know, all, these, all these things where there's chicks in bikinis and whatnot, I always can tell uh. Uh, that there's usually one breast a little larger uh, than the other. Although I look at it as one being bigger than the other, not the other being smaller than the other. Quite because an optimist, they're not the my yeah. cup is half full. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, my, I know, my I know B cup common. is half full. Yes? Oh, I know it's common for one to be slightly larger than the other. Oh, no, it can be quite substantial. Yeah, I was wondering, because I was hit by a car when I was younger. Ah. And I think that that might have to, something to do with the left side. Possibly. Being Possibly. small, so that could be the reason. Sure, it could be part of it, yeah. sure. Why? So it's probably never going to change. Well, whenever there's nerve injury, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you can have decreased development of the soft tissue. Well, are you okay now? Oh, I'm fine, yeah. What'd the car do to you? Um, I was in a coma for about a week mm. and fractured my skull, broke my leg. Oh. Um, I was in a body cast for a long time. Oh, boy. But um, I'm fine now. <laughs> wow. How, when they put you in a body cast, how do you uh, relieve yourself? There's a hole. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're breaking up, but uh, what do they do? How do they do that? With the, they just put a hole? How do they do that, Drew? Yeah, hole. <laughs> Saw a hole in there. When they put you in a body cast, can you bend at the waist? B body casts are almost unheard of now. This is back when? Yeah, uh, 20 years ago, probably. 15 years ago. I mean, I, I, I quite, I'd have to know more what, what she's talking about exactly, but there, there certainly can be casts that go around the pelvis, though, and then there's a hole. Uh, uh. Sasha. Hi. Hi, you're 13. Uh, yeah, hi. First, I want to say you guys are really great um, because... You provide teenagers with the information they need to grow up in this sort of a corrupt world. Oh. Ah, but listen, Sasha. Yeah? Don't look at it as a corrupt world. Well, okay, this not-so-perfect world. Right. What happened to Sasha? What um, happened? Well, my mother's been seeing this guy, um, and he's really weird. She's been seeing him for about seven years, and at first when she started going out with him, I thought he was really nice. Um, you know, even though I miss my father because my parents are obviously divorced, but, um, anyway, you know, he would never let me talk to my father or else he'd, like, ground me for weeks, even if I talked to him for, like, just five minutes on the phone. And then, um, a few months ago, back in January, um, I, I was having a band practice and my hands are really full so I couldn't take anything downstairs, and... My mother wanted me to take the pizza downstairs, and I tried to explain to her that my hands were full, and so I couldn't take it. And so he followed me downstairs, and um, the door was half open to this room, and he, like, reached around the half-open door and, you know, put his lower arm around my neck and started choking me. You're right. This is a horrible world we're living in. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, and so then I called the police. Um, Good. And... 
they came to the house and they took me to Suburban where they locked me in a padded room and um, they didn't see any bruises around my neck so somehow he convinced them that I was like delusional or something so they sent me up to um, in a mental institution in Baltimore and then when I got out he was acting like he'd done me a favor and um, he treats me and my mom you know really terribly and my mom's always like, oh, yeah, I know, he's such a jerk. But, I mean, she, like, worships the ground he walks on. Uh-huh. And uh, I just can't, I uh, mean, I mean. Oh, uh, Nadro, hold on a second. Hold on a second there, Sasha. Th- just get in touch with this feeling for one moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking to Drew. But you, you can get in touch with it, too, Sasha. Okay. Uh, you and your lovely wife, uh, Susan, break up. That's uh, mm. Two years. Oh, from now. I know what you're gonna say. Ah, oh. and she uh, she hooks up with Doctor Marcel. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna be filling in for you next week. Oh. Uh, the uh, the clown prince of uh, medical uh, practices, uh, Doctor Marcel. No, all right, forget about that. But a guy like Doctor Marcel without the degree, right? Some guy. And he's drinking, and he's grabbing the kids, and he's slapping on the wife. I mean, and you're living in an apartment uh, five miles away. Well, you know, maybe the restraining order or something. You get to see the kids once a month uh, in, in a neutral spot to be mm-hmm. agreed upon. Would you go insane? Yeah. Would you go insane with no, this I'd, guy living I'd be, at uh, your house? I'd be. I'd kidnap the kids and take them to Iran. You, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be like uh, Sally Field yeah. in that movie. You yes. go to Iran with the kids. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and consider them lucky. Yep. Oh, all right, Sasha. I, I, I can't get over women uh, having children, um, breaking, uh, you know, ending the relationship, whether it's their decision or not, and then bringing the a-hole slash predator slash abuser into the house uh, to uh, hang out with the kitties. Right. All right. Uh, so you're very sane, Sasha. Um, as yep. far as I can tell, insanity is relative, as they say. Uh, I know, but you're, you're, you're smart, maybe a little too smart. Uh, oh. I think what you need to do, quite honestly, is uh, stay out of this guy's way as much as possible. Suck it up and get out, get off the college as fast as you can. I mean, I don't know tre- any better way. Well, and if yeah. she has a treating team, I mean, it's hard to know where reality is when people report a story. And maybe something is up with Sasha. And if there are people that are there to take care of you and they're helping you, rely on them. Use that. I mean, your parents keep in touch with them. You. Yeah, and uh, take advantage of that. All right. Lotline will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hey, Dr. Drew, yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible.
couple of others, and uh, I like her music. She's uh, very accomplished. I've heard her acoustically a couple of times. Uh, sounds amazing. Maybe we can get her to sing a little uh, a cappella. Right. So my partner, Dr. Drew, over here uh, announces uh, at the top of the show that he's been asked to do Politically Incorrect, Yes. the uh, TV show. And I said, oh, good, uh, Adam and I will be great. And they're like, no, 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 just you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is, Drew? What's up with that? I don't know. Seriously. I, I was all ready to go with you, and I put in a good word for you. Oh, you did? Well, I appreciate you trying. I w- could have got another job for you. Hey, I've seen this show. They're, 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 you know, they have a... <laughs> we know what it's like to do a TV show and try to get one celebrity on the <laughs> show. Right. We got the guy who plays Urkel's neighbor on Family Family Values, uh, Family Time, Family... Uh, Urkel, I thought Urkel was the neighbor. Yeah, but he has a neighbor, too. Uh, has he ever been on the show? Once. No, he talks about him. <laughs> this is the guy they're talking about. Uh, we got him booked for the 5 o'clock show? Yes. And now, uh, then we got the van driver from Road Rules. <laughs> and, uh, later on, we're, we're hoping, the uh, only reason we got the guy who drives the van for Road Rules is because he's in with the guy who cleans the septic tank on the Winnebago on Road Rules, and we're going to see if we can get him. It's very difficult to get guests. Mm. I mean, unless you're, you know, Leno or Letterman. It's hard, night after night, to get the marquee guests. Mm-hmm. Now, Politically Incorrect is a good show. I enjoy that show. But they have four or five chairs to fill every, every night. night. Yeah. And they don't quite have the poll that uh, Letterman or Leno has. Right. So consequently, you got some guy who's uh, been... Uh, he, he edits uh, the magazine Grit. It's a kid's magazine. <laughs> if you sell enough of them, you can win a Cox airplane. Highlights magazine. Uh, highlights, right. And they get guys like Dr. Drew. <laughs> no one else is uh, lining up uh, at Dr. Drew's door asking. Adam, I'm not one to compliment you, mm-hmm. but um, I think I think you'd blow him away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think, yeah. Play that He's tape a back. pompous jerk, and I think... Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher. I think you would blow him away. Also, and it brings up an interesting point. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. the reason uh, Politically Correct and, and, and every other TV show out there, and the deal is is uh, we're living in a, in a day and age of cable where there's not only uh, the Tonight Show and the Letterman Show, but there are uh, many other shows on Comedy Central, many other, Channel 13, whatever it is. And they get these guys that are kind of marginal. I mean, I, I, watch the, I watch these shows when I get home late night, and I think to myself, hey, this guy's not really, you know, uh, any bigger celebrity than me, or maybe he's a little bit bigger, but I, I bet I'd be a better guest. Why isn't anyone asking me to do these things? They're You're threatened. fat. They're threatened. <laughs> That's right. They think I'm going to take their job. Yeah. Am I maybe, right? Maybe. No. I, can, I can imagine. Well, no, we'll that's see. not it. I'll, I'll find out. All right, we'll go feel it out, Drew. A couple more weeks. All right, but remember, when you go on the show, you are representing Loveline. I understand that. And please try not to scratch yourself in an inappropriate way or anything like uh, that. Uh, would you be there and help me? Hold my hand? Coach me? Thank you, uh, Producer Ann. What'd she say? Uh, she told me to acknowledge our compliment. Uh, I thank you. It was a, a very caring angle you took. A lot of BS, but I appreciate it. Karina. Hi. You're 24. Yeah. Um, well... I mean, I'm a sexually active 24-year-old young woman, and, um, well, when I do have intercourse, I do feel a little bit of a rip towards the back, mm. and um, I guess, well, I've been on antibiotics because I got my wisdom teeth out, mm-hmm. so I was wondering if that, well, and I've noticed that I have kind of cut, um, 
in the in the folds of of my not the vagina but the outer part of my vagina in the outer or the inner part the outer the outer part and, uh, well, um, well, 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 what what did you say cuts in the back well there, oh, she splits in the back a little yeah, bit I split. what's that mean it's just like a tear what do you happen. mean in the back at, at the if it's like this down where my hands at the bottom here uh-huh yeah. And that's a steeple, and then uh, out came the people. Where uh, And, <laughs> boy, this go. guy's got to be, go. uh, draw it out, Drew, would you? Is that the vulva you're drawing mm-hmm. out there? Oh, jeez, it's like one of those things from a blow-up doll. <laughs> oh, you get down there like when they give you the episiotomy. Uh, right. It's just get a little irritated and crap. Wow. That guy's really packed. But, she, but she's also getting stuff up in here. It's kind yeah. Of, it's kind of funny that she worked in the uh, wisdom tooth thing, too. At the well, same no, time. she says she's wondering if it's a yeast infection. having a yeast infection. Let's see. Do you get a yeast infection from getting your wisdom teeth pulled? No, the antibiotics. The antibiotics. Adam, we've got to follow here. Yes, and maybe, hell do I like, know. Uh, when I heard that, like... Condoms could cause yeast infections too. Uh, well, anything that gets in there that doesn't belong there can cause yeast infection. I mean, that, that's a relatively um, sort of homeostatic environment. I'm really starting to believe that the vagina was made uh, for very limited use. It's really getting way out used. I mean, here's basically when the maker was designing women, I think this is what he did. He said, um, okay, we're done. We're done with the broads. Uh, let's start going to work on the penis now. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What? Uh, where's the vagina? Uh, what's a vagina? Well, that's what I call it. It's the thing they use to uh, procreate. They need uh, an orifice. All right, where do we put it? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Get off the forehead, Bill. Uh, now down the sole of the foot. Now it's going to get all full of uh, dirt and whatnot. Uh... Uh, put, uh, tuck it right in there, right between the legs there. That's a good spot. We'll put it there. Uh, that way it'll, you know, it's, it's, it's high enough off the ground where, uh, you know, you're not going to have problems with insects and dirt and stuff like that. But it's low enough uh, down from the uh, eye level where we don't have, you know, guys uh, rubbing their snouts into it and stuff like that. Or, you know, when they're hugging, they're not actually patting the vagina. All right, so we'll put it there. Uh, okay, what do we make it out of? Mm. Thinking something durable like uh, sandal leather. No. No, what are you kidding? I'm making something out of something soft and nice uh, so, that, so it feels good. All right, but uh, sorry, it's going to wear out fast. Hey, what are they going to use it? A couple times a year? How many kids can you have? All right, uh, make it out of something nice and uh, billowy, uh, something, you know, the, the uh, flesh equivalent to chiffon. <laughs> and uh, if it gets used three or four times a year, that'll be fine. And God had no idea that it would suffer uh, the trauma that it does in today's modern sexual society. Mm. I'm convinced. Mm, it could be. And it's just not made uh, to be abused uh, like it is. You know, it's not a, a catcher's mitt. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a Fabergé egg. Uh, eloquent. What's Beautiful. it like working with me, Drew? Is it, that exciting it's, it's for you? Just, it's just, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm back in my I seat know. with awe. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm paralyzed. Am I right that I think the vagina is being used more than maybe it should be? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in nature, people wouldn't have the opportunity to do this the kind of thing. The penis is really made out of saddle leather. And sex wasn't really just for pleasure, and, you know, as so as we existed in nature. And there were sexually transmitted diseases that had fatal consequences, so people yeah. would kind of resist uh, being sexually active. Right. Uh, Karina? Yeah. Uh, I'm very concerned that this is herpes. Uh-oh. Uh, the cuts on the vagina, uh, anything burning and ulcerating the vagina, and people sometimes describe these as cuts, is, is herpes until proven otherwise. It may not be. It may I be a yeast. I had one partner. Oh, I thought you said you are very sexually active. No, just 
Well, with the one guy. One person. With one guy. And he for sure doesn't have anything? Yeah. He's never had any rashes or anything like that? No. You're sure? Yeah. You're 24. You've only had one partner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. How long you been with him? About five years. Wow. That's, uh, that's good and bad. <laughs> All right. Well, then yeast infection is certainly a possibility. Uh, allergic reaction to the condom is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, others, it, 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 it's what we call macerated. It's just something, something's going on down there that's irritating the area and causing it to split and cut. And, uh, and uh, you, you have a doctor look at it. I mean, there may be things you can do specifically to treat it. Uh, certainly, your your hypothesis about a yeast infection is viable. All right, uh, Adam. Yeah. I think the vagina is far superior to the penis. Not I in mean, durability. You guys, you something hit your crotch the wrong way, and you're rolling on the ground in pain. That's the a testicles. Woman Still, you're a little package down there. Right. Where a woman gives birth, so much thing, so many things go on down there that a woman goes through, and we make it through. My breast hurt. Yeah, uh, hold on, Drew. Uh, yeah, but it, it is really. Uh, it, it, it is. You guys couldn't even fathom having a child. It's That's way correct. too precarious, though. Uh, the the vagina. I mean, it, it's 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 way too sensitive. It's it's. Oh, it's, and your balls aren't. My balls are, are not rugged or not durable. I'll give you that. Yeah, but my you. my penis is uh it, it is it is like a um oh I'm trying to think of the name. Well, what were the name of the um uh, of the uh, the cowboy the gauchos who roam the uh, the uh, Spanish countryside? Uh-huh. Bless the penis. That is like my penis. The gaucho can live off the land. <laughs> okay, Troy. Let me make Why a couple points. Look at me. I can't stand. I got to get an audience in here. Let me make a couple points. One is that we all start out as females. It's the Y chromosome that causes the vagina to turn into the penis and testicles. I mean, we we all would be female. That is the that is the primary state of the human being. It is activated and, and converted into something else by the Y chromosome, which, which the female doesn't have. Female has two X chromosomes. Um, the other thing is, as far as the durability and reality. Um, in the turn of the century, women expected, had to look forward to and be concerned with the fact that they had about a 50% probability of ending their life in childbirth. You think about that? 50% of the women in this country at the turn of the ten- century died in childbirth. And I, that, if, you, if you think about where, why people have such a, if inflated expectations about medicine, you don't really realize how far we've come in the last 50, 60 but years. But is that because of their vagina? I'm just saying it's not that durable. People died all the time in childbirth. 50% died in childbirth, and that 50% of American families also should have expected or experienced the loss of at least one child uh, before the age of six. All right, Drew. Stop working in irrelevant (laughs) medical facts. Uh, Haven't we? Years have suffered a lot of trauma at the hands of the uh, faucet and the tub. But listen to me, Ann. You always have to take it there. You need to get something new on me, baby. uh, I'm I'm trying. uh, This is good enough, though. This is what they call an evergreen in radio. I've been working for like three years now. And there's no doubt that your vagina could kick my testicles' ass, but my penis would put a licking on your vagina, hands down, and I'll take on uh, Lisa and Sherry's vagina, too, with the same penis with no rest, with the testicles tied behind the the penis's back. Just tuck them into your butt. Uh, God (laughs) bless the penis. They're already there. All right, we'll be back. I'll tell you, the guys here at Loveline are the greatest. They're the best, the best in the whole world. Now, will you please untie me? Yes, it is uh, the Grim Grouper, Rodney Dangerfield. And I'm Adam Carolla on Loveline, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. 
All right, the name of the show, Loveline. The name of the host, Sam Kroll and Dr. Drew. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Suzanne Vega will be in here tomorrow night, and um, I'll look forward to meeting her. Drew, anything you'd like to say before we uh, move on? Nothing except move on. I think it's been a pretty pretty solid first hour so so? far. Oh, yes. I give it a... I I haven't taken many calls. Well, that's because I've been yammering. Yes, I figured you'd like it. That's always a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Goliath. Hello. Hey, you're uh, 16. Yeah, I had a question regarding this grown scene right now. Um, I'm into heavy metal, you know, Forbidden and Testament, and like she's into alternative, and it's like ref- it's reflecting our um, relationship. It's ref- I, I'm sorry. Um, what are you listening to now, Goliath? Testament. Are you listening to Testament? Yes. All right. And, um... That's cool. It's just, um... I don't know what to do, you know? It's... The cultures are clashing, huh? I'm sorry? It's a a clash of the moron. What, does she have to come over to your side? Well, it's just not... It's just not working out. I don't know if there's anything I could do to help things work out, or... You know, we... Give us an example of where you conflict. Or how you conflict. Well... All right. Nope, I guess not. Hold on a second. No, I hung up. Uh, Goliath, hang on. Turn down uh, the Old Testament there, and uh, we'll take another call. And then when we come back to you, uh, the goddamn music will be uh, below uh, a five in your room. I'm not going to compete with a guy with a bad haircut uh, playing one of those uh, triangular-shaped triumph guitars in the background while I'm trying to talk to someone on a radio show. Hey, turn down the radio if you're going to talk to us on the radio, or I should say the stereo. Please, Drew, you're not offended by that? Stereo. Dating yourself. It is? What are they calling that one? Oh. Tuner? Oh. It's a stereo. Yes, I am offended. I mean, look, the music was distracting to me. Turn down the hi-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy's been on hold for uh, 77 minutes. Steve. Hi. What's up? What's happening? You're 16. Yep. Um, I got a question about masturbation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 16, and... I started masturbating when I was like, you know, 14 or 15, and uh, I don't know if I do it too much or if I do it, you know, not enough or what. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it maybe two or three times a week. That's mm-hmm. normal. 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 Uh, normal to light, yeah. Is there is there like any time that I should like stop? No. Nope. When you feel like it. Uh, death in the family. Okay. It's good to take uh, it's good to take a week off when there's a death in the family, just out of respect. You're not going to feel much like it then either. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm sexually active because I have a girlfriend and I'm sexually active with her. So you're having sex know, with her when I'm not like getting it with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't see her because she'll go up north. She goes up north on vacation a lot over the summer, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll just sit at home or something, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and do it. But so she goes north and the penis goes south and everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your question for us? Um, I just you know, that was it. I just want. You just needed some reassurance. Yeah, you're doing fine. Okay, Steve. No. Uh, how many times a week do you have sex on average? Um, like when she's down here, maybe like once or twice a week. Okay. You don't have to preface it for uh, when she's in the country or the state. <laughs> I'll I'll go ahead and assume that if you're having the sex. So, uh, how often? Maybe once or twice a week. Once or twice a week, and then you'll pleasure yourself uh, once or twice a week during those weeks? Yeah. And then it'll go back up to maybe three, four times a week when she's uh, up north again? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a pretty good pace. 
Okay. That's a manageable pace. So there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. Why why do you need to know, Steve? I I didn't know. I had no clue. Like you know. He I can't I, talk to his friends about it. Who's he going to talk to? Don't you yeah. talk to your friends about it? No. Why not? I don't know. What's up with them? I don't know. You call yourself a teenage not boy? Not all friends go for distance urination, fling poo, and discuss their masturbatory habits. Oh, hell. I, I used to come home from school. There'd be like whole uh, like pornography spread spread out in my bathroom, in my room, because one of my friends uh, got in there and was tossing off. <laughs> Are you kidding? But, you know, like, you know, I called you guys because I, I don't live with my dad. I haven't seen my dad for, like, three years now. Uh, you hmm. know, and I, I can't really talk to him because right. we have, like, problems with him. Steve, yeah. you're fine. You're a little below. I'd like to see you uh, maybe another once or twice a week. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, but uh, I think you're fine. I guess he was worried he wasn't doing it enough. He just didn't know what he what is right and what is normal. You didn't talk to your friends about that stuff, Drew? No. Really? No. Boy, did I have a weird relationship with my friends. Yes. Huh, we just, uh, everything was everything. Yes. I mean, they'd, uh, uh, my friends would be like, uh, you'd call them up. Hey, uh, what's happening, Ray? I uh, can't talk. Masturbating. Uh, call you back in five. Oh, okay. Your moms must have been proud. Huh. <laughs> we didn't tell our moms. They must have overheard some of this. Uh, are they all high on pot? I don't know. They're all high. Uh, I don't know. That's the way we grew up. Uh, what do we got there? What are we ashamed of, Drew? We got nothing to hide. I'm not saying you should be ashamed. Okay. We're, we're friends. That's, that's cool. A, that's, a true, uh, that's a true bond of friendship there. Goliath. Hey. How hey, you? all right. Sorry about that. That's Rather, all right, don't, don't feel compelled to share that bond with me. <laughs> Go ahead, Goliath. What's up? Um, my problem was, um, you know, like I said, I'm into heavy metal and stuff, and, uh, mm-hmm. and this girl's into alternative, right? So, mm-hmm. um... What kind of alternative is she into? Like, I don't know. It's just like Green Day or something. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I met her at school, but it's, it seems to be affecting our relationship. So right. um, I don't know. Is there anything I could do? Hmm. I, mean, I She might think I'm a devil worshiper or something, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's just the music. Do you uh, do you look heavy metal? Um, I, I wouldn't think I do, but if she does, you know, it's probably because... But are you cultivating the look? I mean, you have the long hair and everything? Uh, I'm trying to, but hey, other than that, no. Not How long really. have you been seeing her again? Um, just a few months. And, and is it possible that maybe the relationship just isn't working out and she's using that as an excuse? It it could be, you know, but, um, you know, there's another thing. We, like, play our band Deathwish, and um, she's just, I don't know, she's not really into that, but I'd like her to to get involved, but I don't know. Is there anything I could do to... Help I mean, work out. Well, an interesting thing about relationships is that a very important source of satisfaction is being able to share things mutually. Right. Then l- later on in relationships, you, you want them to butt out all your business. But when you're young, you want them to but, be but, involved but to with have everything at least, you're doing. At least have an appreciation for things that you appreciate is important. And if you right. guys, if she just doesn't get it, uh, you know, that can be a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah can. Hey, uh, Goliath. Yeah. Uh, what uh, you're in a band called Death Wish? Yeah. What are some of the songs you guys have? Well, we have one, Blood of Soldiers. Blood of Soldiers? Yeah. Oh, writing these down. Uh, what else? Um, we have another one called Cryptic Slaughter. <laughs> hey, that's cool. And just uh-huh. a, there's a we're just getting started, but uh-huh. we just have a couple songs that we're just starting to write, but yeah, uh, that's about it. I oh, you don't? It's just Cryptic Slaughter and Blood of Soldiers. Yeah. Oh, all right. You toying with any other songs? 
Uh, yeah, we have a few others, but other than that, you know. They don't have titles? No, yeah, that's what I mean. They oh, don't I have see. titles. Okay. You got a guitar handy, Goliath? Uh, yeah, it's upstairs. Oh, yeah? All right, we're going to put you on hold. Why don't you grab that? All right. Can I hear a lick or two? Yeah, um, there's only one problem, though. I got to go hook up my stuff. All right, well, hook it up. All right. All right, but hold on, Goliath. Uh-huh. What do you do? You play the guitar in, uh, in um, what's the name of the band? It's Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah. Right. Uh, fronted by uh, Charles Bronson? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I really can't hear you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Listen, Goliath. Yeah. I'm going to talk right into the mic. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to get that guitar. Uh-huh. I need you to plug it in. And when we come back, I want to hear either uh, Blood of Soldiers... All right. Or uh, cryptic uh, catastrophe. Or what was the other one? Cryptic slaughter. C- cryptic slaughter. That one's more mellow, but. All right. Well, give me the blood of soldiers then. All right. All right. Right on. All right. All right. I, I will bang my effing head. Right on. All right. So we're going to put you on hold. Okay. All right. Don't hang up on uh, Goliath. <sighs> Is that your ultimate nightmare as a parent? I'm living it. And as a host. <laughs> Sun started a band. It's called Death Wish. Uh, some of the cuts include uh, <laughs> Cryptic Slaughter and uh, Blood of Soldiers. How cute. Jillian. Hi. Hey, you're 30. One. All right. 31. Here's the question. Hello? Yep. Oh, I'm interested in this man who's also interested in me, mm-hmm. and we're friends and we talk. But I'm little. I'm a little leery of dating him because he has dated someone who was married, even though she was separated and considers herself single. And he does regret it because now she's making it out to be more than it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to add to his grief about it, but it just makes me uncomfortable. And so I'm not really. Sounds like you've worked it out, though. Uh, yeah. In I, your own mind. I'm not really the kind of person to hold back the way I feel about something. Sometimes to the point of being too blunt. But I just don't want to add to his aggravation about it. But it just makes me uncomfortable with somebody who would date somebody who is married, even though she is separated. And so what's your question for us? Well, do I do I talk to him about it? Do I just Well, you just said you're going to no matter what. I thought you were Mrs. Blunt. Well, usually I am, but he feels so bad about the situation anyway because she's being a pain right now. Well, why does he feel so bad? Uh, There's someone, she's separated. Separated, Yeah, why should he feel good? My my damn parents were separated for like 10 years before they got divorced. Uh, Mom was uh, hooked up with uh, Zorback and Happy and uh, whoever else. uh, Happy? Whoever else. uh, Who's Happy? uh, Made sandals and drove a VW Squareback. Happy? No, my mom swung with uh, Zorback, One of the seven uh, Happy, uh, Sunshine. Some guy, are you kidding? Uh, these are these guys' names? Were they guys? Uh, well, Happy was married to uh, Sunshine. Oh, boy. And uh, they had a kid named Axis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he just feels bad because I think he regrets it, and she's also trying, she's trying to be a pain. And so I feel bad for him. What is she doing? She's just trying to make it out. She's telling people that the relationship was more than it really is, or than it was. Uh, maybe it was more than he's saying it was. Mm. Well, I've known him for a long time. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jillian. Yes? You're 31. Yes? That's plenty old to figure out uh, stuff like this in your life. You're dating some guy, uh, well, you like some guy. I'm not dating yet. All right, I'm well, just... wait, all right, hold on, hold on a second. What's up with you? 
Well, how come you can't figure this one out? I mean, Drew and I don't know what the hell's going on over here. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy, the woman that he was dating. I don't know if he's lying to you. I don't know if she's nuts or she's lying or she's sane and he's uh, Satan. I mean, these are all things that you have to suss out. Well, why don't you trust your judgment? For the most part, I do trust my judgment. And well, this is a slam dunk then. This is an easy one. I just don't want to add to his aggravation about it because he's aggravated right now because she's acting in a certain way. Well, maybe, does he not like you? No, he does. He we does. Kind of like each other, but we kind of dance around this. And you're dating? Are, are you dating? No. No, but he and likes you. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, but if he was into you, he'd be, he'd be dating you, wouldn't well, he? Well, it's really me who's being standoffish about it. We dance around this particular subject because... The fact that he would date somebody who's married makes me uncomfortable. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. And so he, he would be the one more prone to sort of color the relationship with the married woman as being insignificant. Well... Then the woman would be likely to elevate it to some higher, uh, higher intensity than perhaps it was. Well, maybe, but I caught her saying something to somebody once that he doesn't even know about, so I... What, did, what did she say? No, what did she no, say? Please. What did she say? Who cares? Well, I care. That's all. All right, but... Uh, Jillian, you want to? You want to? Uh, we're going to gamble. Hold on a second, okay? I need a dollar, Drew. I got to be honest with you. All right, I don't. I don't mean to be rude to uh, Jillian. I really don't. And the show is driven by people calling the show and asking questions. So uh, you know, far be it for me to uh, squelch them. But she's 31 years old. She's thinking about dating some guy who dated some chick who only was separated. And she's real upfront with everyone, but she's scared to broach this one with him. And I don't know what the hell she's asking us. Yeah, well, the, the, you get that feeling towards the end there, that, that hostility feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, she was done wrong. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going with uh, a little more not modern day thing. I'm going with uh, divorced. Bad marriage, right. done wrong. Married, uh, married a guy, uh, maybe an alcoholic or something. Did her wrong, screwed her over. Maybe uh, ran off with one of her friends. Right. He, yes, that, that for sure that happened. Before their marriage ended. For sure that happened. All right, that's okay. what I'm going. For with. sure, you win. No, no, for sure. All right, let me go before for that sure. then. Uh, uh, before that, uh, dad was uh, physically abusive, mm. and that marriage broke up, and dad was messing around all over the place. But that mom hung in. Ah, Jillian. Oh, no, please. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What happened? What happened with what? Uh, which one of us is right? I don't know her history. No, no, you. No, none of it. You were never married? No. And your dad never had an affair or anything like that? Nope. Where's your dad now? He's dead. What happened? He just, he had an aneurysm. How long ago? Um, when I was 27. Still married to mom when he passed? Yes. And uh, everyone, he was a good man? Mm-hmm. No, never. Nobody ever struck you or anything. When you're no, 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 no. Why do you? Why, why are you so um, untrusting of men then? It's not that I'm untrusting. I do trust this particular friend. I don't trust her, and I don't want to make a big deal about it because he feels he regrets dealing with her at all. Then don't make a deal, big deal about it. Have you ever been in a long relationship? Yes. How come you never been married? Well, I don't know. What okay. happened in that relationship? We just broke up. Why? I don't know. It just. I, I guess neither one of us wanted to be together anymore. Why? I don't know why. Okay. It just fizzled out. Sometimes relationships do. All right. Well, we wish you luck. There was something that something, we weren't getting whoa, from her. Oh, something for sure. I agree. I, I felt a little anger, a little hostility. 
defensive. A little defense there, and there was something that she didn't want to talk about. Uh, and I'm not saying everyone we talked to was molested uh, no, by no, virtue no. of the fact that we've labeled them uh, victims. No, no, no. I'm just saying I was getting a vibe no. coming through with her. And uh, here's the deal. When Drew and I get a certain amount of information, and after uh, three or four minutes, when we're confused and things don't add up, then someone's screwy who's talking to us because <laughs> it couldn't be us, could it? All right, let's, uh, Goliath. <laughs> Goliath. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? You got that amp plugged yeah, in? we're all ready. All right, we got the whole band there? Just me and my drummer. Oh, you got the drummer there. Yeah. What, what time is it where you are? What, what time is it where you are? Uh, what time is it? It's 11.19. Oh. All right, good. All right, so, listen. I know sound over the phone, but... Uh, I know that's going to sound good, but let me bring you on. Oh, I'm sorry? Let me bring you out right, you know what I mean? Right, um, Be, because you know, I do have experience bringing big, big, big marquee bands out on stage with uh, you know uh, forty, fifty thousand people at a time. Right on, man. All right, where are you guys from, Goliath? Anaheim. Anaheim. All right. So, um, does it matter how long it is? Or? No, no. But just uh, let me let me bring you out, and then you start after I name your band. All right. All right. I'm gonna hand the phone over to someone else right now because I gotta get ready. All right. Ready to play, so. Hold on, uh, Death Wish is the name of the band, right? Don't be mean, Adam. I won't. Hello? 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 Hello, Goliath? Yeah. All right, hand the phone over. Wait, hold on. What? Hand the phone over to your friend. All right. All right. Hello? They're just going to hold the phone out. Are they going to hold it? They have a friend Hello? there. Hello? Yeah? Hey, who is this? Um, It's Russell. Hey, Russ. Hey. Hey, Russ, you're not the drummer, are you? Yeah, I'm the drummer. Are you the drummer? Are there only two of you in the room? Yeah. All right, Russ. Uh-huh? Here's the deal. Uh, where are we going to put the phone so we can pick this stuff up? You gonna You going to set it down on a chair or something? Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. All right, uh, listen. Russ. Huh? Here's what your job is. We're going to work out what we're going to do. we got to go to break right now. Yeah? All right, your job in the four minutes that we're gone... It's not to spill the bong. You understand? Huh? Okay. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, it'll be the North American debut of Death Wish. Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Phone number 1 800 LOVE 191. All right, now when we left off, we were speaking to Goliath. Goliath's problem is Goliath's into uh, the heavy metal, and his girlfriend's into the alternative. wonder which one's smarter. Mm -hmm. Goliath has himself a band. It's called uh, Blood of Soldiers. No, no. Oh, that's the song. The band is called Death Wish. Oh, jeez, Drew, i got to write that. I'm such a horrible host. Death Wish is the name of the band, and uh, Blood of Soldiers is one of the big songs, as well as uh, Cryptic uh, Slaughter or Chaos or... Uh, what was that? The point is, is he has his uh, drummer there at the house, and uh, they've set up the equipment, and we're going to hear uh, a little bit of Blood of Soldiers. Now, we just have to work this out. Now, Goliath? Yeah. All right, so there's only two of you in the room. Yeah. Now, here's what I want you to do, Goliath. I want you to set the phone down somewhere, like on a chair, where it's sort of facing you and the drummer, and we can hear you. But that you 
we won't be able to talk back and forth, that, but that you'll be able to hear me through the phone, even from three or four feet away. I will yell. Okay. So, so Goliath, try putting the phone down, like prop it up on the edge of the bed or put it up on uh, the dresser or something, and then I will yell your name, and you just yell back if you can hear me, because I want you to start playing Blood of Soldiers when I announce the name of the band, because I'm going to do it like I'm bringing you out on stage, all right? All right. All right, put the phone down. This is good right All right, quiet. Goliath! This is fast. Shut up. Yeah, I can hear you! Goliath, you, can you hear me? Goliath? I can hear you! Okay. Now just sit tight. No. Sit tight. I'm going to bring you guys on. All right, we're in front of a large partisan crowd. They've all come out to see uh, the uh, hottest uh, uh, heavy metal band since Megadeth, Death Wish. Sergeant Pepper. And I'll get up on stage. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Carolla from Love Lines. Love Lines? <laughs> Love Lines. I hear Anaheim knows how to party! I want to introduce you to my partner, Dr. Drew! Thank you. All right. Without any further ado, I want to bring out on stage a guy, a couple of guys we met over the radio some years back, and they turned into one of the hardest rock and mother effing rock and roll bands this side of the equator. Ladies and gentlemen, Death Wish! down there, Mike. Oh. Ooh. Good transition here. Blood of Soldiers. Blood of Soldiers is the name of the song, a song that uh, Goliath and his buddy uh, Russ composed um, one night over a couple of Snapples and uh, some Buds. Uh, Goliath? Oh, wait, no, no, still there. No, no, let's go on. All right, we'll time. take another call, and we'll get back to Goliath. Right. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say this. No, no, you hung up on him. You're oh, I am? Him. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, it sounds as good as most of the bands we have. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, 32. Michelle? 
The crowd wasn't into you. Did you notice that, Drew? No, I noticed that, but uh, our caller's not into that whole experience we just had here. So, so. Hey, Michelle. Hmm. What's up with that? All right, Jason, 20. Yes. All right. Um, okay, here's my problem. Um, when I was younger, um, my sister, who was younger than I am, um, and I essentially experimented. What does that mean? Uh, we never did have sex. But um, my question is, now that I'm 20 years old, um, when girls come out to me, I tend to shy away, or when they get closer, I'll back up a little bit. And what I want to know is if what my sister and I did when we were younger has an effect on that. What did you do? Um, basically just uh, uh, tried oral sex on each other. How old were you? Um, I was, uh, it started when I was about 10, and uh, she's four years younger than I am. Where did you learn that, that what that even is? Um, basically we didn't, um, we just started trying, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't get it from anybody that I knew or Playboys or anything like that. Drew, do your kids have, uh, their own rooms? Excuse me? Not anymore. What do you mean? We're all going to stay in one big room, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, we're pitching a tent in the living room. Let's go. Now until your 18th birthday. Everybody. With barbed wire. Where I can see kid. it. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to take dental floss. We're going to tie it to my big toe. And then we're going to wrap it around everyone's toe. And if I feel anyone moving in the middle of the night, I'm going to wake up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Drew. Yeah. <clears throat> I know you think this is, uh, you know, deviant, uh, bizarre, uh, dangerous uh, mm, behavior. I, uh, and we've mm, argued about this. Yeah. I tend to think that kids don't necessarily need to be exposed to hardcore sex or necessarily traumatized or abused. To know what oral to, sex is? To, That's to wild. experiment and be in... To be touchy, no. I don't see that at all. I have no problem with that. But to engage in oral sex at the age of 10 and the age of 6, what do you think about that? Mm. wouldn't even make sense to the 6-year-old. Wait a minute. It is definitely hardcore... It definitely ain't right, and yeah. it's not something uh, that you'd brush off and say, "Oh, it's a normal part of development." Right, right. But I, I could also see somebody experimenting this way who wasn't necessarily psychotic or abused. Oh yeah, yeah. But I wonder what was going on in that family. That well, I've had a uh, totally normal childhood. Uh, mm -hmm. You guys needed cable. My. <laughs> Uh, my parents both raised us. Uh, both of us are doing well. It's not that we don't have any major problems or anything. Um, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go to college. Do, do Does it affect his relationships now? And of course, I mean, it has to have some impact on it. But I, I, don't know what, I wonder what's going on here. Who initiated this oral sex thing? Um, when it first started, I did. And then as it progressed, she started initiating it every once but, in a while. But how did, you, how did you learn what it was? How did you know what you were doing? Um, honestly, when I go back that far, I can't remember. It just, yeah, I see, just, somebody, something happened. No, I, no, I, see, I don't Kids don't know. do this to each other without an adult doing something to somebody. I, I think it's they just could. the way it is. No, no it's no. not like he's uh, massaging her rectum going, you know, you love it, baby, the whole time. Yeah, I'm no. sure he wasn't smooth about anything. No, something, mm -mm, no. So maybe something happened to the sister, and she and she got going with it. I, something happened to somebody. Oh, well, look at it this way, Drew. What do kids do? Anything you give them, they put in their mouth. Am I right? I mean, uh, not, my, not, my, not my, a ten. All right, but uh, you, you you spend uh, your first few years on this planet uh, walking around looking for junk to put in your mouth. There's a strong oral fixation for kids. Yes, hear me out. Uh, you're well aware of your genitalia by 6 and 10 years old. Uh. 
uh, there's, uh, you know, everything ends up uh, going in your mouth. I'm not saying going down on your sister at age 10 is a uh, healthy thing. I'm just saying I don't know that you need to have uh, suffered uh, at the hands of uh, an abuser in order to do it. I think you could stumble onto this. It may not make you the world's healthiest person. Oh, please, you, you, listen, I've, I've, uh, you're talking about, I was lighting uh, farts, you know, through uh You could through stumble onto high. that. Yes, you could stumble onto that. Well, this, how do you stumble pre- onto that? This is, this is child, think about this. There's no puberty. There's no, you know, there's nothing going on. Yeah, but you don't need puberty to bring on sexual feelings, especially if it's in an experimental way. Not, I mean, not kids do to that bring all on the time. genital feelings, but to bring on sexual feelings, yes, you do. Drew's in a certain amount of denial because of his own children. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm being a little bit harsh about this because it just doesn't happen. I, mean, I understand what you're saying, that it could be maybe, you know, maybe there's one case on this continent where somebody stumbled into this, a six and a ten-year-old. Well, listen, uh, it's no. definitely naughty. No. There's, uh, listen, listen. There's definitely it's, 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 something up. It's, there's something up. It's I'm incest just saying. and it's oral sex between two <clears throat> two very young people. Nope. Mm-mm. Right. I, something I, happened to somebody. I, 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 I would argue and say uh, that there doesn't need Has to it, be sexual abuse. Have we here. ever heard a call like this ever? Anything close to this? Yeah. Where, but, where it wasn't there? No. Okay. But, but still. See, that's my answer. Yeah, right. All right, Jason. Yes. Uh, I'm taking your word for the fact that uh, you or, or she was not sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a couple of issues growing up? Uh, yes. I'm not going to argue uh, on your behalf for that one. Uh, can it once in a while some other issues uh, manifest themselves this way? I'm sure it's possible. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say something like that happened. Uh, now uh, you're uh, 20 years old. You're heading off to college. You like to move on with your life. All right. All right. You have our blessing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, Goliath. Yeah, work. what's up? Hey, that was hot, man. Hey, thanks, man. We've only been practicing for like a, a month or so, like maybe even two. No. So I'm sorry if it wasn't all no. that. No. You guys rock. Thanks. Yeah. Did you guys get it all? Yeah, we got we got a good uh, five, six minutes in there. Oh, really? And I like the lick. I like the part where you bring it down a little bit. Yeah. And you just do that, you know, that little, do that little riff one more time for me, where you just, you, you know, it's rocking real hard. Huh? I'm not upstairs anymore. I'm oh, okay. Upstairs, but I got All acoustic right. if you want. That's cool. It's in my head, though. Where it's, it's rocking real hard, and then it brings it down. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I plan to do with that song. But... That's where the lighters come out at that <laughs> yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where you bring it down. The music comes down, the lighters, they go up. <laughs> All right. All right, anyway, screw that girlfriend of yours if she can't be hip to, uh, I mean, Goliath, let me tell you something. You got a gift. You know, her telling you to get out of the hard rock is, is, is like them telling uh, Da Vinci uh, not to paint, not to create, not to sculpt. True. You understand? Yeah. You know what Da Vinci is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Artist. All right, that's cool. Yeah. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> All right, I'm sure we'll have you guys on the show in a couple of months when things really hit. All right, cool. All right, Death Wish. <laughs> right on. Hey, call us back sometime, and we're, we'll hear uh, Cryptic Slaughter. All right. Is it Cryptic Slaughter? I'm sorry? Is Cryptic Slaughter the other cut? Uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a well, more relaxing song. Right. And it gets heavier. Right. I, oh, you know it kicks in. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks. All right, Goliath. It's Death Wish. Rocking pretty hard. You heard the crowd loved him. All right. <laughs> True? Yeah. 
Um, what what are you into? Or is it? I'm always confused. You into heavy metal or is it acid rock? Is it? oh yeah, both. Oh, both. Oh, yeah. Okay. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Eleven, you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I hope you're learning something. All right, and uh, tonight's guest, Death Wish. Man, I should. I got to start a band. I hear Drew likes the sound of his own voice. Oh, you really like that getting up in front of crowd stuff. I really do. Really, I've I've discovered uh, through radio that I'm a good yeller. Uh-huh. I really can yell. Uh-huh. And then when you give me that, uh, that 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people in front of me, I can yell corn all night <laughs> long. And I just keep going. I really, I, uh, I got goosebumps when I was bringing out Death Wish just a few moments ago. Heidi. Hi. Uh, I have a two-part question, I guess, one for each of you. All right, there. <laughs> give Adams first. Okay. Adams first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to do yours first, Dr. Drew. No, well, do mine first, Heidi Ho. <laughs> okay. Your friends don't call you Heidi Ho, do they? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my boyfriend, we've been going out for two and a half years. We're actually engaged to be married in a couple months. All right, let's have no more of that uh, to be married uh, tagged on to the end of engaged. Okay. <laughs> in- unless there's something I'm missing. Is there something I'm missing? Uh, other kind of engaged? Uh, uh, no. When it comes no. to a relationship, this and it, when you get married, uh, when you get engaged in in the context of a relationship, and yeah. I don't even know if there's any other kind of engagement unless you have a speaking engagement, but you wouldn't say I'm engaged. Engaged in battle or something. Right. Uh, mortal combat. Uh, if you are engaged, it is to be, we will assume it's to be uh, married unless told otherwise. Yeah. Okay. All Got right. It. Go ahead. Got it. Um, well, anyway. Um, when we first started our relationship, um, we had a pretty good sexual relationship. Um, I guess most people do when they first started going out, um, talking like, you know, twice a day, every day type thing. Then it um, slowly kind of, you know, weaned down uh, like once a week. Um, then it got to be, you know, once a month if I, you know, made a point of mm. saying something about it. The sex. Huh? We're talking about the the sex, right? The sex. The sex? The sex. What about the sex? Once a month? Yeah. Uh, I swear to God, I'm going to come over there and punch you. <laughs> yeah, so once a month. All right, but wait a minute. We're, you know, we, when we first met, we had sex twice a week. And then twice it, a day. Twice, twice a day. Twice a day, and then it was yeah, twice good. a week, and then it weaned down. And then it got to the point where we are just having it once a month. Right. The sex? Right. Huh? Yes. The sex? Yes. 
Who's on first? Okay, Heidi. Okay. A lot of, a lot of concrete going on here. All right, so uh, you're having sex. Okay. Rarely. Rarely. Not, not having sex. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, obviously I was concerned asking um, him, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong. He would say a lot of things. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't really getting along very well. You know, I thought maybe that was it. Um, he'd give various excuses. Um, lately, I've, I'd uh, find uh, pornos in the VCR. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, and then, you know, finding out that he's kind of doing it himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. masturbation's taken over for me. Now, is that going to, like, you know, I know guys have their... And when I confronted him with that, he's like, well, you know, it's a guy thing. All right. Well, Which I agree, uh, but... It is. It is. And uh, don't... All right. Let's... Let's... Please, let's not blame my beloved pornography. <laughs> oh, I hate when it gets uh, drawn into the fray this way and seen in a negative light. <laughs> it's really... Um, it's really like, uh, you know, blaming the uh, airplane for uh, all the uh, destruction of Europe in World War II. Yes, uh, they dropped a few net uh, metric tons of bombs on, uh, you know, France and England. But if you don't blame the technology. It's how it was used in the, hand, in the wrong hands. Am I right, Drew? You're right. You love it when I work a little history uh, yeah, into so the fray. Yeah, my attention for just a yeah, moment. Drew, you actually sat up. Uh-huh. Europe? Uh, World War, circa World War II? Uh, what's going on here? Well, I'm enjoying the show. Um, I mean, he has an intimacy problem. Or something. something I know. No, this is me. Well, I do this in relationships, so I know what's going on. You back on off here. like that? Yeah, I've done it before. When, when you don't want to be in the relationship, or what? Uh, I, you just feel yourself drawing near, maybe getting a little too close, maybe getting a little, maybe a little uncomfortable with that closeness and you sort of back off and, uh, whack off is, uh, basically what turns out, uh, ha- happening. I mean, yeah. you, you end up, uh, getting away from the person in, in the most intimate way possible. Are you trying to sabotage it, you think? Am I? No, no. <clears throat> Adam, is if one, he's backing uh, off oh, and oh, whacking off. Uh, I guess, uh, maybe not, uh. Maybe not consciously, but, but uh, that's the goal. subconsciously, yeah. I, I think you you kind of are. Because here's what it's here's what we're saying: I'm pushing away the intimacy. The most intimate thing we do is uh, lie upon uh, one another and uh, have intercourse. And uh, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And what that's saying is, is I, I don't want to. I, I want to check off the most intimate thing we do. I want to eliminate it from our relationship. That's a bad sign. Now so, uh, well, here, he, he um. I, when I found the pornos, you know, I got pretty upset. Cause, so he yeah. got you, rid of them. You didn't throw them away or anything, did you? He gave them to his friends. <laughs> got rid of them. So anyway, mm-hmm. that was that, you know, and he said he wouldn't do it again. You know, he understood that it hurt me. And, you know, let, he, let me he tell you. He is very intimate. Heidi, let me tell you the conversation that went, went, went on when he gave him the porn. Now listen, Lou, here's the porno. <laughs> Heidi thinks I'm giving this to you. They're yeah. alone. Don't let anything happen to my babies. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your other question? Okay. Well, um, tonight, he informed me that he has chlamydia. He has chlamydia. He just found out that he has chlamydia. He got it from one of those uh, sluts on the porn tape? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Men don't just have chlamydia. Okay. Well, that's the thing. He, he This is what he tells me. I have no reason to disbelieve him. He's very honest. I mean, 
beyond all that, we have a good relationship. Yeah, what does he say? He says he, has, he had no symptoms. He went to the doctor because he has allergies. This is what he told me. He had allergies. So he went to the doctor. He had been reading in a magazine that you can have some sexually transmitted diseases and have no symptoms. So he got tested. Um, so much for honesty. <laughs> so is that just <laughs> total BS? <clears throat> there was a uh, big pile of chlamydia on some leaves and a wind kicked up, Drew. Totally. He couldn't have got it like two and a half years ago. No, <laughs> no. Uh, it, it is not impossible, but you would have it now. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, so, uh, and, and I was saying, well, isn't it strange that you didn't have symptoms? And yeah. And, and by the way, the, the way you diagnose chlamydia is you take a Q-tip and cram it up the uh, gentleman's urethra. And that's not something you do just to see. You must have some symptoms. Well, he said it's very painful. That's, uh, what, I, that's what I have. No, I no doctor's going to... No, doctor no way. There's total... Heidi, total, total BS. Total BS. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I know I got my prostate checked just last week, and I'm only a uh, man of 26, but uh, could you go ahead and ram the fist up there one more time? As long as we got the Q-tip up the urethra... Let's just uh, go for the the uh, hat trick. We went in for allergies. It's it kind of funny. I'm going in there for allergies, and I was. Uh, well, I know. I mean, he does. Have, he got allergy medicine when he was. All there. right, but listen. Allergy. Nobody reads in a magazine you may be harboring um, uh, venereal diseases, unbeknownst to you. So that's uh, a good reason for you to ram a Q-tip up the urethra. You wait until uh, you're pissing molten lava before you do that, and even mm. then, you they drag you kicking and screaming because uh, let me tell you about the urethra. It uh, it is a uh, it is a one way tunnel, my friend. It, he told me it was pretty painful, and I mean that's that's I asked him that. So the real reason this thing is coming apart is he's seeing somebody else. Uh oh. Well, I asked him that too, and, and oh, he I, said I mean, no. I, we're with each other. We are him. with each other twenty four seven, except when we're at work. Really. Uh, they asked together, the Menendez boys if they killed their parents too. I initially, they said no. I mean, he I don't see when he could. Well, he doesn't and I familiar. asked him that. I said, you know, how how did you just go to the? I go, I, you know, how do you just go to the doctor, and you know, this just comes up that you ask him to. All right. Yeah, I, you know, if if, it, if a patient came into me and said that they wanted to be screened for STDs, which sometimes people do, I would allow them to have a blood test for VDR for syphilis, blood test for HIV, but if they had no symptoms, a, a male, that's it. Not checking for I, the I chlamydia. Would not, I would not be inclined to do it. All right. Unless there was some special risk factor, some extenuating circumstances. I mean, definitely the woman can harbor it for long periods of time and should be checked. And it can be a very serious issue for women. For men, um, no. Mm -mm. Don't get married just yet. Yeah. Shelby. Hello. You're 25. Yes. Oh, I love that name. Thank you. All right. Okay, here's my problem. Um, I'm happily married. I've been for five years. We have two kids. And... We used to have lots and lots of sex before we had them. It's just, it's the same old cliche, you know. You have kids, you don't have as much sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. But lately, I just, I'm not interested. I am, I enjoy the sex, but I don't, I don't want to have it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. How often are you interested? <laughs> not too often. How and then often? when? How often? Maybe once a month. Okay. Ooh. And then during the act, I'm thinking, just hurry up. Yeah. Uh, how long ago did you have the last child? Um, a year ago. And you're not still breastfeeding, are you, by chance? No, okay. I'm, I did breastfeed, but I stopped at 10 months. Are you on any medications? No. Because Drew says uh, the kids suck the sex right out the teeth. It is. Am I right? You, yeah. you dry up. Mm -hmm. You kind of dry up. Are, are you uh, menstruating normally now? Yes. 
Hmm. All right. And has this been ever since the last child was born? Mm, even the one before that, too. And how old's the other child? Two. Is the husband, uh, has he been acting up? Well, no, but I, I think, I think, here's what I think, okay? I stay home with my kids all day, and I get really stressed out because they're both boys, and they're very active, and they're just, you know, sometimes they're rotten, and I sometimes feel like I just do most of the work, the housework, the kids. Uh-huh. I think I'm, like, doing a cutoff thing. Uh, the, the vagina knows. <laughs> The vagina, uh, the vagina keeps the, tabs the on what's angry, going on. Angry vagina syndrome. Yes, the uh, AV. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You have abs. Okay. Angry vagina syndrome. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, believe me, and, and this is the deal. Uh, a man gets angry, wants more sex. Yeah, I'll give her that. I'll show her what. <laughs> have me watch the kids all day, huh, baby? Yeah. Who's watching the kids now? That's how guys work. You guys didn't see, but I was doing the uh, dry humping Drew's leg uh, in the studio. The women, uh, they shut down. All right, this is what's going on here, Shelby. Okay. Forget about the kids and the uh, breastfeeding. Forget about uh, what you guys were doing before. You're angry, and uh, you're not expressing your anger to him, but you certainly are getting back at him in your own little way. Now, like we talked about earlier in the show, he's confused. Yeah, well, why don't we get it on, baby? And you guys are arguing about sex. Everyone's blue in the face. He's not meeting your needs. You know, this guy is one good uh, bundle of leaf, bundle of leaves raked up in the front yard. Uh, maybe washing the minivan and uh, changing, uh, you know, doing a load of laundry away from the best sex he's ever had in his life. Wake up, wake up, man. The truth is here. Kick it. Hey there, it's 2015, and Podcast One is celebrating all month long by launching a boatload of exciting new shows. Wow! First, the king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller for a weekly Adam and Dennis show. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this cat. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. We're also teaming up with the geniuses who created thechive.com. If it's funny, it's hot, and it's trending, they're on it. Yes, sir! And if you're into celebrity gossip, news, rumors, and interviews, you won't want to miss Hollywood Life with Bonnie Fuller. Hi, Hollywood Lifers. Finally, straight from the Garden State, Vinny from the Jersey Shore will be dishing pop culture memes with all his famous friends. We try to just make a joke of everything. So check Podcast One every day all month long for start dates and episode info. That's podcastone.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest tomorrow night, Suzanne Vega! Thank you. I'd like to do Luca. Okay. No. All right. What is Rana gave me? No. I can't do Luca? What's Luca? My name is Luca. I live on the seventh floor, uh, second floor. This is Dr. Uh, Fradam Corolla. 
All right. Uh, until next time, saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.